Interesting announcement to start the new week from Vistra Energy. They're going to close down a uh, power plant in uh, Ohio five years earlier than previously reported. In fact, they're going to retire a bunch of power plants around the country over the next five years or so. Kurt Morgan is the CEO of Vistra, which you also know under the names of TXU, Energy, and Luminant, and Dynagy. And Kurt Morgan joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Uh, thanks, David. Good to, to be here and uh, look forward to the discussion. Yeah, I w- I was re- I've been wanting to talk to you for over a month. There was this great Wall Street Journal article, and you were quoted in it. And the quote, in fact, Mike Bloomberg <laughs> retweeted this whole article because of your quote. I'm hell-bent on not becoming the next blockbuster video. I'm not going to sit back and watch this legacy business dwindle and not participate. Tell me about how you re- your, uh, your uh, reshaping Vestra. Yeah, so first of all, you know, uh, nothing against Blockbuster. I used to go in there all the time. But, uh, you know, the one thing I've witnessed with companies with, you know, legacy businesses is they spend more time fighting against the inevitable change in the future and less time about figuring out how to participate in the change. And so, you know, we've done a lot of things in our company. Uh, we, We have over 50 products in our retail business that are, are green oriented in, you know, with, with uh, renewables and batteries and such. And then we're investing significant amount of our time and money in batteries, uh, wind and solar. Uh, and part of that transition is unfortunately also, you know, pivoting away from uh, the highest CO2 emitting uh, power plant, which is coal. Uh, and then reinvesting in, you know, the Dynagy transaction that you mentioned were, were part of. The Dynagy transition brought us a tremendous amount of natural gas, which is about half the CO2 intensity. So our company has gone from a company that was 70% uh, power generation fueled by coal when I took over to now to 20%, and it's going down to 10% the next few years. So a significant transformation of the company um, and that's where, you know, that's where things are going. I, and one of the things you were telling the Wall Street Journal is you're not going to uh, build or buy any more natural gas plants. You got it? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I did. I did say that. And, you know, we'll see if that holds true or not. But the real point on that was, you know, I just don't see a lot of future investment in our company into fossil fuel based power generation you know if i was going to do that david it'd be in the state of the tech state of texas but uh, i don't know that we'll do that even here uh but yeah we're we're, we're looking to invest in in renewables and batteries because that's the wave of the future and you know the technology is here and it's actually cheaper that's the other interesting thing is that it's cheaper to build wind and solar and batteries than it is to build natural gas field power it is i know i never would have thought that at all yeah the technology, the cost of the technology is, has declined to, to such an extent. Now, I also will say that that's including the, you know, the, the tax credits that you get from the federal government. Um, but they're almost at par, if not even cheaper, without even out the credits now. Well, this comes at a time when you bring up taxes when I, we're more aware, or at least I am, and I think everybody is, more aware of, of electricity and the need for it after being deprived of it back in the month of February. I mean, I froze, but you, you lost $1.6 billion. Uh, we can't go back through that again, can we? No, that, that uh, first of all, uh, I'm sorry that, uh, they, that you and the Texans had to go through that. 
the fact of the matter is, is that I'm perfectly fine with electricity being one of those products that no one even cares about or thinks about. That means we're doing our job. We didn't do our job during that week, um, and that's that's a shame. But I also would say that there was a number of risks in this market that aren't sustainable, uh, and, and most notably between the natural gas system that, that produces and then delivers natural gas uh, to customers, and most notably power plants. And that system failed, and a bunch of people who are in the gas business made millions or excuse me billions of dollars yeah. and the power business lost a bunch of money and that that uh uh you know uneven playing field uh, cannot continue and and so i think uh, the the legislature did a really nice job of coming up with some legislation to fix this and you know we're going to be a part of that solution you know i and i'm i'm glad to hear you say that because i couldn't tell whether what i was watching was this political hot potato being passed around Austin or if they really did, you know, do something. I know they fired everybody on ERCOT. Um, I guess that was a start. Yeah, they did. Well, both the PUC and ERCOT, uh, the top leadership are gone. Um, but they put together the, the most notable was an omnibus bill called Senate Bill 3. And they did. I'll tell you, David, the key to this is that we need to map the integrated uh power and gas system. We need to designate the critical infrastructure. That infrastructure needs to be weatherized so that it runs in cold and hot weather, and it needs to be registered with the transmission and distribution utilities. Um, and it wasn't, the, the, in particular, the gas system was not properly weatherized, and it wasn't registered with the transmission and distribution utilities. So when we had to reduce and cut power, they shut off much of the critical infrastructure on the gas side. And so that, that should never have happened. That that's inexcusable. And I think the legislature and the governor uh, figured that out and they, uh, they put legislation in to fix it, but it's, it's, it's very important that we get it right. So was this self-governing or, or was there a breakdown in, and inspections that should have taken place? You know, I I, I think um, for me, uh, the biggest error, if you're going to speak to, you know, on the ERCOT side, the PUC, if you, if you want to call it an error, uh, you know, I, I believe that we all saw this coming, but it, there was, they were sort of late to that notion. And I think just the communication broadly um, that came out of, those organizations to the governor, but then across, uh, you know, all the people in Texas was a little bit late. You know, I think um, we as generators, I think we wear a bit of this. Uh, you know, we were not nearly as prepared. Uh, our company actually put more more power on the system than our market share. So we did OK. But I still think there was a tremendous amount we could do to improve. And on the gas side, frankly, there was just no, and there continues to be no oversight. Uh, the, the the regulation is light-handed from the railroad commission. Um, if you hear them tell the story, they were they were the solution, not the problem. Yet, University of Texas just came out with a study that said that the gas system began to fail as early as four days prior to uh, Yuri hitting. Um, so I don't know how those square up. And then also the Railroad Commission said 
that the biggest uh, blame was the electricity going out at their sites. Well, that's not true because the electricity didn't go out till February 15th and they were shutting down their infrastructure starting as early as February 11th and 12th. So I just don't think we ever got to the bottom of what happened on the gas side, but we're darn sure getting to the bottom of it on the electric side. Our company's gonna spend upwards of $50 million to weatherize and to make sure this never happens again. That's good to hear. Let me ask you, you brought up the batteries and I know you're building a big energy storage system out in California. How does that, how does that integrate? I'm, in fact, I remember years ago, there was a proposal to build some, to put in some battery storage facilities spread out across Texas for like peaking energy that we'd use. And mm-hmm. I don't, nothing ever came of it, but is that, is that how this is to be used? It is. It, um, it's, fa- it's, it's, it's unbelievable technology um, and it really works um, and it has its place and it's really peaking uh, technology. California has the duck curve, what they call the duck curve, but it, what it really simply is, is they got more power now in the day than they do at night. You know, you're generally most grids uh, are, are challenged during the day, but they put so much solar in that they now have excess power in the day. And then when the sun goes down and the solar doesn't work, they don't have enough power. The batteries can bridge the peak uh, periods of time at night uh, until people go to bed and use very little power. Uh, They're also just incredibly flexible. They're instantaneous start. um, And you can flex them up and down. You can bring them on for five minutes, take them off, and there's no wear and tear. They're no worse for the wear. Uh, whereas a gas plant or something like that, you know, that creates issues. So, uh, you know, it has its place. And I think it has its place here because we're going to have the same type of thing. Given all the renewables that we're building in Texas, we are ultimately in Texas going to have a similar deal. And we're already starting to see it, that prices are beginning to rise when the sun goes down because our solar plants are going off and batteries are going to have a place here. We've already invested and are going to invest some more into batteries here. And like you say, we're, we're one of the biggest uh, battery uh, owners in, in the world. Um, and the key for us is we know how to commercialize it. Yeah. We don't just know how to build it. We know how to run it. Yeah. The right people getting in the business. I, I, there was, there's a story and I haven't really heard much follow-up that Elon Musk was putting in uh, some battery capability down, I think South of Houston. And of course, famously, he put it in Australia and said, you know, I'll put this in, I'll put it in on time or you won't have to pay anything. And now they're just raving about it. Yeah. You know, well, that technology, you know, Elon's unbelievable. Um, you know, you can say all you want about it, but you know, un- just an incredible mind. Uh, and you know, the technology, I own a Tesla car. I mean, I figure if I'm going to be a retailer of electricity, I should be pumping electrons into my car, not gasoline. But the technology is very good. Um, and, you know, I think he's he's a man of his word. I mean, he said he was going to do that in Australia, and he did it. Um, and now he's investing in Texas. I think he, wherever he goes, I think he's a, ultimately is a good presence. And I think he's good for our industry, too, uh, because he'll shake it up. I always enjoy talking to you. There's no doubt in my mind that you're going to be – overseeing the shutdown of Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Kurt Morgan is the CEO of Vista Energy and our guest today. And we appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Thanks for more of our Take conversation care. with Mr. Morgan. You go to KRLD.com. 
slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.